You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the filter-free... Stop! Stop! What? What? I, I think we're going to do things a little different this week. Huh? Who? We have someone that would like to say something. Hey, everybody. <laughs> it's Jamie, TJ's wife. <laughs> um, I am feeling much better, and I just wanted to come on and tell everyone thank you for um, all the love and support um, and just help with us even just emotionally get through this process with me having cancer. Um, and it's been rough and, but we're getting, we're getting there. We're getting back to normal and we just wanted to say thank you. Well, we're happy to have the good step-ins here. So yeah. Yes. Yeah. He yeah. was happy to come back. Is here. Yes. Thank you. Jamie. Oh, me, me. The Yeah. I, yes. You were the definitely good step-in one. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Hello and welcome to the Filter Free Podcast. I am your host, TJ Stevens. Boy, I'm problematic. Out of my left earbud. Yeah, getting off to a banging start here. Yeah. Joining me as always. Step ends. Dollar Bill Day. I touch myself. I, I just need to clip that. Just Dave. <laughs> I touch myself. And Timmy C. Goo, goo, goo. Dave is awesome, and he got a new hat and a toy. <laughs> Are you drunk, yes or no? And it's marked on the right-hand side for both. Time moment draws get my panties wet. I love it. We've covered this butt wipe on a few different occasions. Butt wipe? You don't call people butt wipe anymore? No. I'm not, I'm not seven. Good news is I've limited the producer's amount to screw us over this, so... We're actually going to get to sing along with the songs now. You are welcome. You got to play for your right to Hello and welcome to the Filter Free Podcast. Huh? I'm your host, DJ Stevens. Where the hell did you come from? My mama. <laughs> see, ah! I'm see, so happy. 38 years ago in northern Indiana, my parents met. Gross. Joining me as always, Dollar Bill Dave. In the house. And Timmy C. Who? Who? Please remember to subscribe and rate this show wherever you get your podcasts. Bottoms up, gents. What was I saying? This oh, yeah. might be messy by the end, just saying. That's fine. While you're we're, all, at, we're all so damn happy to be back together. That... <laughs> While you're at it, follow the show on Twitter at FF Podcast, on Instagram at Filter Free Podcast. Follow our Patreon network on Twitter at Filter Free Net. And Timmy, if not you know, X, thank you. I'm glad you're it's back. It's called X. Haven't it's you been not listening? F- it's Fuck X. X. It's Twitter. And um, if Timmy, if they go to WX can suck it. That's what I say. If they go to <laughs> www.patreon.com forward slash filter free, what is available at their fingertips? Well, you will get all of our video shows uncut, uncensored, uncoot, whatever. 
You will also get Legends Let's Rethink This. Footballers getting paid with Tim and Dave. Evolution of Evil. Wrestling with commercials plus our list of 2024 events, which starts with the Royal Rumble. Sweet life. I'll be there. I'll be there. Dave, Dave will be there. I think Dave's the only one. All right, so peek behind the curtain. We, we know what TJ's been going through. Literally, as we're recording this, tomorrow I will be going under the knife. It's Went to Vegas. Knife. Knife. Kniff. Ken Kniff. <laughs> so when I went to Vegas a few weeks ago, I rode a mechanical bull. The bull operator was an asshole. We've covered this on a past show. Rip yeah. my bicep. Tomorrow morning, they're going to attempt to make me the $6 million man. At least that's what I think it costs. Um, they're going to reattach my bicep. Man. Speaking of $6 million man. So back in the day, I had a television in my room. Congrats. It was old school. Was you old don't school, anymore? And, it was black and white with the antennas. Nice. And RCA. we got the, uh, we got the, you know, the newspaper every day told you what was on at night. Mm. So one night or it said at eight o'clock. TV guide. It ate, well, it was just four? for that. We had a satellite dish on the other TVs, but I didn't have that in my bedroom. You know, the big satellite dish that sat in your yard. Yeah. That people oh, still yeah. have for one, some weird reason. Yeah. That's I weird. would have it. I would put it on top of my house. Well, they're not any good. They're just there. They're just yard decorations. I know. What are, you, what are you? I'm NASA. Leave me there alone. Was, there was a guy around here painting. He's like a smiley face, and I enjoy it. Sweet. So, anyway, back to my story. Oh, sorry. I see in the newspaper that the $6 million man is coming on at 8 o'clock. And I'm like, oh, bet. Wrestling. Yeah, the million-dollar man. <laughs> <laughs> it was not Ted DiBiase. You youngster. You're terrible. <laughs> It was a Steve Austin also, but not that one. It was a Steve Austin. There was a Steve Austin. That's what he, he's like, $6 million man, Steve Austin, must have been the ringmaster at that point. <laughs> I thought they just messed up the thing and made it, instead of the million dollar man, they made it the $6 million man. And I'm like, ah, I love WWF. I'm watching this. <laughs> you probably never watched the Fall Guy, did you? Who's that? Hawk? The Fall Guy. Ugh. Hawk off the Titantron? Stop it. No, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Lee Majors. Uh, it had the greatest opening theme for a show ever, other than maybe Airwolf. Mm. No, it's Nightcourt and a walk. It's Nightcourt was pretty good, yeah. Number one. I don't I don't know. No. The Fall Guy had a pretty good theme. And it had Heather Thomas, which helped. Helped helped the young Timmy C become a man. What were we talking about? What? Uh, jerking oh, 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 oh. We're, we're talking about my surgery. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're going to reattach my arm uh, tomorrow. It'll fall off? This, this one. No, I mean, it's not my strong arm anymore. The muscle is here. Grab a strong here. hand. <laughs> strong hand. <laughs> strong hand. <laughs> my, my germ. So. Hiawatha. I will be rehabbing that still and will not be in Tampa. Not and literally it's going to cost me six million dollars to get the surgery so what kind of insurance do you have there not well i mean it's it, all right it's going to cost me two grand but the actual surgery 45 grand so i guess my insurance is pretty good but i'll still be doing 
physical therapy and all that fun stuff. I'll have some sort of linkage on my arm to keep it from bending. With that shitty insurance, hopefully you're not going to Dr. Seuss for this surgery. <laughs> That's his name. What? His something name about it. Something about I got to put my arm in a hat. I don't know what that's about, but Dr. Elvis That'd be so Seuss. awesome if your name was like James Seuss and you became a doctor. <laughs> like I'm you, Dr. Seuss. It's a horrible business plan. Yes. <laughs> Forget the fact that you're becoming a doctor. That's a terrible business. You could never become a doctor if your last name is Seuss. Well, actually, we we covered Dr. Seuss before. That wasn't even his own last name. Well, it was a pseudonym. So he's he's just fucking the new doc over. on the block, Doctor <laughs> Seuss, <laughs> old Doc Seuss over there. <laughs> so let's let's finish our plugs here, and of course, if you go to our the streaming network that we are so happy to be a part of, as well as the podcast network, Premier Streaming Network, you will get shows like Everybody's Got a Pod with Teddy Biasi, One of a Kind, RVD Offer Chops. Fight Factory and the other 11 shows that Josh Chernoff and Dave Sturcio are on. Gabby AF. That's a new show. They're five episodes in as of this recording. Yo, Gabby, Gabby, Gabby AF. Yep. Gabby as fuck. And then uh, I, all of us had this discussion because we were unaware. IRFB just debuted with our, our good friend Efren and, of course, the game event with Efren. Who? There's also Bobby Fish. There's the wrestling hour. That's the new show. That's all the talk in the wrestling world. We've got the news with the major wrestling figures podcast. I mean, there's House of Wrestling, Sabu Speaks. There's more more shows you can shake a, shake a stick at. There's a lot. Or stake a shick at. Or stake a shick at. Take a shit on. A little razor. I'm staking my shick at you. So before we get to into today's show, of course, uh, we started the show with my wife. Uh, speaking, uh, she Who? is a she is a warrior, and she wanted to thank some people before we started. I mean, she's better than the warrior. She's just a warrior. She's and ultimate. She, yes. And uh, I will say my piece, but I'm going to wait to the end because I don't want to get emotional before the show starts. So, um, what do you say? Are we ready? Because Dave picked a. <laughs> We're going back into your world. Yes, yeah, exactly. Man. Um, Hold on. Uh, Hold on. No, 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 stop. Just what? CM Punk here? Speaking of, I mean, we should probably address that. Just saying. Oh, actually, there is some things I want. Kind of a big deal. We might want to talk about it. Some things have happened since I've left, and I have some things I want to say. Um, Timmy's, of course, referencing that CM Punk just re-debuted in the WWE. Well, I guess not re-debuted, but debuted the WWE. Uh, no, at Royal Rumble, debuted. Yeah, at the Royal Rumble. No, that would be at Survivor Series. Which whichever one, Royal Rumble's coming up. Survivor Series. What month is this? So, Jim. Um, what, what what was what really inspired me about the CM Punk return was how just rational people were on Twitter about it. They, I mean, just the most reasoned responses I've ever seen. Yeah. And also, you have how morons on both sides. You have WWE fans going crazy over Edge going to AEW. You have AEW fans lighting CM Punk shirts on fire because CM Punk went back to WWE, which is stupid. Like he cares. Oh my god, these people never would have made it in the nineties. No, I'm I'm more concerned about what CM Punk debuting has done to the locker room in WWE. I'm not concerned at all. Doesn't look like it's. I think everything was a work. Absolutely. 
I don't. <sighs> Absolutely. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm and, not. And everybody got worked up over nothing. Yeah. I'm not going to say it's a work, but I think that. The difference between AEW and WWE is the guys in WWE are business. And they're going to make money. So they may get pissed. Like, I don't think Rollins being that pissed was a work. I think he was that pissed. But when you get to the back, when you get to the back and it's like, hey, let's go make money. You're a a millionaire. And there's a possibility. And this guy's going to help you make more of that. And you're like, okay. Fine, I don't like you. You're an asshole, yeah. but we're gonna work together. There, Apparently, the news was they told the guys before the match that he yeah. was coming out, and they're gonna be setting up a CM Punk Seth Rollins feud. Yes, which is gonna be Seth Rollins. The very next night, Seth Rollins talked about it at a house, at house show. show. Yeah. What about Drew McIntyre though? Drew McIntyre was a work too. They showed him. They showed him the next night, leaning back, talking to somebody, smiling. What? Just because you smile, well, like on. you don't live your life pissed off. But they're, they're doing this. Back. I mean, they had they had him on Raw last night. Yeah, McIntyre, all the work. <laughs> McIntyre like said, said he's business, but McIntyre did an interview and he said he wasn't mad that Punk was there. He was mad because his team, and he did this, let him down at Survivor Series, the team he didn't really want to be a part of to begin with. Um, but again, here's the difference. So let's say. There is some animosity between Seth Rollins and CM Punk. There might be. I don't know. I don't know either one of them personally. But, again, the difference is Seth Rollins probably walked to the back afterwards, looked at Punk, shook his hand, and he said, WrestleMania is going to be lit this year. Yeah. And, like like I was saying, I think that's the difference between WWE and AEW. Those guys are business. How's that young bucks? They understand. Hey, guess what? I'm super stoked to go to the Royal Rumble. I don't need to do 47 flippy things to – Stroke my own ego. How's that young bucks? Pay vic- me. How's that young bucks victory lap looking now? Idiotic. Pretty, looks pretty damn stupid. I'm pretty sure only nine people watched Collision last weekend. <laughs> Here's the other thing. So the other thing that happened, and I, I have not watched this match. I will never watch this match. Swerve Strickland and Hangman Adam Page. Oh, Jesus. Had what they called a Texas death match. It isn't, by the way. It's just a hardcore match. It's not a Texas death match. Uh, Google it if you really want to know what the difference is. Um, Someone has to die. It's a death match. No, that's not what a Texas death match is. But should be. That, it's the name. I mean, it was made in Texas. They did wild shit in the 60s. Who knows? But um, I've heard people, well, not heard. I've seen people say. Blaine. That's one of the greatest matches they've ever seen. Blaine. First of all, what? Blaine. What are you talking? Blaine. What are you talking about? <laughs> and also, Dave, I have a question. And and you're you're the fighter of the three of us, so that's why I'm asking you specifically. Say you and I get into a tussle. Tussle. And, and I get you down. And Timmy, the next question is going to go to you. And I get you down, Dave. And I grab a staple gun and I start stapling your arms. For one, why would I do that? But second of all, I'm going to staple your arms. I would staple them to the mat, maybe. Are you just going to sit there while I do it? Yeah, just staple away. Yeah, this is fine. Well, I'm hoping I'll take them out with a magnet later. It's all cool. So, (laughs) yeah, over here. It's over here, right here. And Timmy, staple that shit back. Dave's the fighter, but Timmy, you're the dirty one of the three. 
Correct. If, if we got into a fight and you had a staple gun, are you going to try to staple me? Or are you going to try to use it like brass nuts and just bash my face in? Yep. Mm. I'm going to staple your balls. I'm probably going to do the latter boots. one first and then staple you. Sure. I mean, like I'm, I'm going to pound your face in and then I'm going to be yeah. like, how's I'm that unconscious. feel? You have free reign after that. You can staple me to the floor for all I care. But so here's the thing <laughs> for people saying I hate that's the greatest match of all time. Ding, ding, look, at, ding, ding. look at this sports wrestling base. That match was dumb as shit. It defied logic. And I've Conrad, who all three of us know and we like said that Swerve's that guy. He is, but it's not because of that match. Somebody drank someone's blood. Yeah, yeah. as soon as Swerve left WWE, I said WWE made a mistake. Swerve's sure. that good. Yes, he That is. match is stupid. Match is dumb as shit. I'm um, ready for AEW to have a 10-man match, and it'd be like a, you know how they have first blood matches? Mm-hmm. Just like an eighth blood. Drink Whoever blood bleeds matches. Eight, you lose. Whoever bleeds, Whoever bleeds eight. eighth. <laughs> Well, we all know Moxley will be number one walking into the ring, cutting no, himself on the rope. It's a Survivor Series style match, but it's first blood. Everyone's eliminated after they start bleeding. So Moxley would be out. He'd, he'd be the Bushwhacker Luke of the match. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? You're going no. down at eighth blood. Yeah. Uh, no, I've really enjoyed this. We got to keep going, though. This is good. All right. So um, this show, Dave picked because he's an asshole. Is going to give us a lot to talk about. Should, uh, should we jump in? True on all of it. Here we go. Because this week, we're going back to... December 3rd, 2006. Is we live some... You all brought me back for December to dismember. Not, not even like 1994. Ugh. 2006. Yikes. <laughs> And you know what's fascinating? I told you guys this when we, because I wanted, there's things in the show we have to discuss, right? Because they're horribly booked show. And I, I tried to go back to the same, uh, something to wrestle archives of Bruce Pritchard. They've never covered this. Probably for good reason. Yeah, probably for good reason. But, but enough about that. Before we get to that, let's see what was happening in your world yesterday. Let's run through some events. Filter free up first stories that missed the cut December 2nd. Number eight, Oklahoma beats number nine, Nebraska, 21-7 in the Big 12. Number four, Florida beats number eight, Arkansas, 38-28 in the SEC championship game. And number 16, Lake Forest beats number 23, Georgia Tech, 9-6 in the ACC title game. Way to represent ACC. Have a lot of of questions here. How did Arkansas (laughs) get into, into an SEC championship? How did Wake Forest or Georgia Tech get into an ACC championship? And how did Iowa end up in the ACC championship scoring nine to six? Um, well, people Arkansas forget. had that running back. What's his name? He was awesome. Darren McFadden. Was this Darren McFadden? McFadden. Yeah. Darren McFadden. And if we get awesome. Iowa beating the Pittsburgh Steelers. Nine to six in the ACC championship. <laughs> <laughs> Always bet the under. You might, you might start doing that for the Steelers, too. By the way, safeties and an extra point. By the way, historically low under last week, 26 points. Iowa's got you on that under. 23. Also, yep. uh, gotta love it. 
you know, the, the lure of the past or not the last few weeks, the Bears brought him down to earth real quick, didn't they? Four picks. And we won. What? Through the alien in Minnesota? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Gosh, Jobs. December 3rd, Logan Whitehurst, American musician, singer, songwriter, graphic artist, and album cover designer, dies of brain cancer at the age of 29. Yikes. How do you have the chance to do all that at 29 years old? Uh, he, he has what we call talent. None of us have that. Speak for yourself. Can you, do one talent. Can you do one of those things I just said? Uh, let's see. I can, I can sing. I can write a song. I can write. A song. I can design an album cover. Oh, guess Tim would what, be in Timmy? a pool with his little wiener hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I say, guess what, Timmy? Guess what you're going to do for Twitter? You're going to make an album cover and show us. Where's Clondine? December fifth, Greg Maddox signs a one-year deal with the San Diego Padres for ten million dollars. This was like his 29th season. Oh, and he was still in there in 2006? Yes, this was, I think, Good no. Lord. I think this might have been his last season. He probably won 26 games. What are you talking about? Yeah, he pitched this December of 2006. That means he pitched 2007. Yeah, he, he pitched yeah. 312 innings that year and had a 14-10 and 10 record with a 2.12 ERA. Exactly. <laughs> December 6th, NASA reveals photographs taken by Mars Global Surveyors suggesting the presence of liquid on Mars. The, the liquid was alien semen. Gross. That's well, nasty. I'm just gonna let you sit in that for a minute. I don't want to sit in alien semen. No. <laughs> December. Why is it so? It's eating my skin. December 9th, Moscow suffers its worst fire since 1977, killing 45 women in a drug rehab center. That's weird. I I need to know how that fire started. How they were playing? <laughs> they were playing flaming Tetris. Meth lab. Yeah, that's what I'm more leaning towards. December 13th, Lamar Hunt, American sports executive and owner of the Kansas City Chiefs, dies at 74. I believe he covered him before. No, it was just the AFL. I don't remember. Heroin overdose? Yeah, Lamar Hunt. Yeah, he's a notorious drug user. <laughs> he wasn't. <laughs> December 15th, American blues legend B.B. King is awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom by President George W. Bush. We have covered B.B. King. Was a notorious drug user. Absolutely. And he lived to be 130. And eat all the beef. And literally toured until he died. December 18th, American animator and cartoonist Joseph Barbera of Hanna-Barbera dies at age 95. Rectus I, preferred, I preferred his... Uh tag team partner jack hannah from the columbus zoo that's not what's your favorite hannah barbera cartoon hmm. yeah but damn flintstones have got to be up there flintstones or jetsons jetsons that's the only yeah. answer december 25th james brown again we've covered him american r&b gospel soul and funk singer songwriter known as the godfather of soul dies of heart failure at the age of 73 which is ironic because of where this show at the end of the where december december to December takes place you know what he didn't say when he died? It feels good. I mean, he Fuck. might have said that. You don't know. That would be weird. Feels good to die. I, I think death feels good. Didn't I mean, know it, it he depends. Like, like women shitting on him. Clean yes. steam. He was. He was definitely a, a degenerate. Yes. Wait, wait, was that him or who was the guy we just covered recently that was into some weird shit? 
Go, I think that was all him, of them. It? You know, like Mother Teresa. I found dirt on Mother Teresa. You did. I forgot about that. You think I can't find dirt on somebody? Timmy is our TMZ for people you thought were good. I am AC Green. Find AC Green's the one he didn't. AC yeah. Green, who there was two. There's been two AC Green and uh Dean Smith were the two he couldn't find anything Correct. on. Correct. Gawker <laughs> 2.0 right here, baby. December 26th. If, if not, I'll make it up. <laughs> don't do that. Gerald Ford, 30th president of the United States, dies at the age of 93. I'm more partial to his wife. Paragliding accident, I believe. I prefer Betty Ford. Betty Ford? <laughs> Paragliding accident. <laughs> With heroin. With yeah. heroin. High as a kite, crash into power lines. Literally, high on a kite. Ah. That's good. December 29th, comedian Jay Moore weds Las Vegas actress Nikki Cox at the Hotel Bel Air in Los Angeles, California. Dude, Sounds they like don't get much hotter than her thing. back in the day. Who? She was one of the hottest women to ever walk the face of this earth. Jay I'm, Moore? Was. I'm unfamiliar. Nikki Cox. She is, well, not anymore. She's all alcoholed and drugged out now, but she was a smoke show. Faux show. I'm sending you a picture right now. I'm, oh, I'm interested. December 29th, NBA legend Michael Jordan divorces Juanita Vinoy due to ir- irreconcilable differences after 17 years of marriage. Took you 17 years to figure out y'all didn't get along? It's a long time. That's it. Yeah. I'm in. Red, redhead Santa. too, TJ. She's a, a ginger. I'm in. Ginger. All the way. You ever see the show Unhappily Ever After? I've lived it, it twice, actually. <laughs> I've lived it twice. It was almost like that. It was almost uh, married with children. Yes. As the daughter. I lived that twice as well. It, it was her mm. and Bobcat Goldthwaite. And- Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Well, she they, she she was married to him or dated him for a long time. Didn't and he he's set old. himself on fire at one point? Yeah. Uh, no, that's Richard Pryor. And Michael Jackson. Lots of and people Michael set Jackson. themselves on fire. And McFoley. Did not. and McFoley. A couple times. <laughs> Stories in the wheelhouse, December 4th. At the 17th Billboard Music Awards, Mary J. Blige, Chris Brown, Kenny Chesney, and The Fray. I'll take home some hardware. Chris Brown was the first big winner of the night, winning New Artist of the Year, Male Artist of the Year, and Artist of the Year. I don't. Oh, look at him. don't really know why you need all three of those. Mary J. Blige would go on to win the Hot 100 Airplay Song of the Year and Video Clip of the Year for her hit song, Be Without You, as well as Female R&B Hip-Hop Artist of the Year and R&B Hip-Hop Artist of the Year twice, along with a slew of other R&B Hip-Hop awards. Kenny Chesney would go on to win Country Songs Artist of the Year, Male Country Artist of the Year, and Country Artist of the Year. Was nobody else in these genres nominated? No, it was just the three of them. It was just those three in a room. No one in the crowd. Yep. Sit right here on this big deer in Buffalo. <laughs> what? What? Don't you remember when he stole a horse in Buffalo? With- oh, yeah, yes. That. That's right. Tim, Tim, Tim McGraw, McGraw saved him. Yeah. Good old Kenny Chesney. Best thing he ever did was marry Renee Zellweger for like a day. Then they had it annulled. That's true. Now, Chris Brown, on the other hand, well, I'll leave that to Timmy. Did I ever tell you about the time I met Kenny Chesney? Did you step step on him? It was damn close. I was doing loadout for his concert, 
and I was walking back to do it, and he was coming out for his encore. Cowboy hat right in my chest. He's very short. I said, sorry, little man. I am. I'm only 5'9". That's how short he is. It was his cowboy hat hit me in the chest. Five foot one. I said, sorry, little man, not knowing who he was. Then watching him run back up onto the stage to do his encore. I was like, oh. Good job, you. Yeah. Whatever. I didn't even know who Chris Brown was till now. Really? I know who Chris Brown was. But I like it. I, I like this. This is one of my faves. That's not a on, good thing, by the way. Uh, well, not as a person, but to as cover. As a story, sure. On February 2009, Brown and his then-girlfriend and way out of his league singer Rihanna had an argument that escalated into physical violence, leaving Rihanna with visible severe facial injuries, which required hospitalization. You piece of shit pussy. Hitting a woman, much less that fine of a woman. Motherfucker. Mm. On June 14, 2012, Drake, shout out to Canada, and his honorage were involved in a scuffle with Brown at a nightclub called Whip, W-I-P. I guess that would be like the wet interior. Never mind. Thank you. Thank you. Boontang. Boontang. In the Soho neighborhood of Uh. New York City. About eight people were injured during the brawl, including San Antonio Spurs star Tony Parker, who had surgery to remove a piece of glass from his eye. That's weird. Drake was not arrested. (laughs) Brown's attorney allegedly or alleged that Drake was the instigator. What? They didn't arrest him. Holy shit. Look at the notes you have. Good Lord. (laughs) Brown himself tweeted about the incident and publicly criticized Drake weeks later. Okay, keyboard warrior, keep going. In January 2013, Brown was in an altercation with Frank Ocean. Who is Frank? That? I, he's a singer. No, oh, he uh, he robbed the casino with uh, George Clinton. No, Ocean's different, 11, different yeah. Ocean. That, is, th- this is no. not the 11 guy. Is this he is, related to Billy Ocean? He could be. Over. What about Pacific? Was, He's, he's, he's actually an Indian outlaw ocean since Uh-oh. we just talked about Kenny Chesney. All right. So he was in an altercation with Frank Ocean, another singer. They're both celebrities over a parking space outside a recording studio in West Hollywood. Police officers in Los Angeles said Brown was under investigation, described the incident as battery due to Brown allegedly punching Ocean. Dude, what is wrong with you? I'll punch you over a parking space. I've, I've heard stories. You would not punch Rihanna, though. So, no. You're going to skip out on that. I'd tongue punch her. Fart box. Yes. <laughs> In the early hours of August 30th, 2016, a woman called the police and accused Brown of threatening her with a gun inside his house. Police were called, but Brown denied them entry without a warrant. Because that's. I mean, he's obviously a good, upstanding citizen. Sure. Yeah, he's on fire. So they went and got one, by the way. 
When they returned with one, Brown refused them entry and began what news sources referred to as a standoff. That's never a good news headline. You don't want a standoff ever. No. With the LAPD particularly, including the robbery homicide division and the SWAT team. Dude, what is wrong with you? A lot. During this time, Brown was seen posting videos on Instagram because he has no clue what's going on in his world, in which he rails against the police and media coverage of the activity of his house. He denounced media reports that he was barricaded inside his house, complained about the helicopters flying overhead, and called the police idiots and, quote, the worst gang in the world. <sighs> this guy. More to come someday. Because it ain't over here. We're gonna, why do you think I picked this story? We're why do you think do, I picked this story? We're going to have to do a Lenny, Lenny Dykstra episode. <laughs> I picture this guy being like OJ in the white Bronco modern day. Like on Twitter. I didn't kill her. Did I, Al? So no, uh, no, Al didn't think I killed her. Like, I obviously didn't kill her. So like a 24 white Bronco. This guy is a friggin' moron. Um, I don't remember what I was going to say. Oh, December I, 9th? I was going to say that um, I I still have yet to see the police standoff that ended with uh, after eight hours, the police realized that they were wrong and just left. Yeah, that doesn't happen. I haven't seen that one yet. Waco. Tell, Wait, that's how Waco ended, I think. It is exactly how. Yep, you, you're right. How could I forget that one? December 9th, <laughs> Ohio State quarterback Troy Smith wins the 72nd Heisman Trophy Award. Born in Columbus, Ohio in 1984, Smith was a highly touted football player playing along, uh, alongside fellow Buckeyes teammate Ted Ginn Jr. Who? At Glenville High School in Cleveland, Ohio. He was the best kick returner in the league for like two years. He was. After, he was. Until Devin Hester came along. Chicago Bears legend. After redshirting his first season at Ohio State, Smith played sparingly at running back and kick returner in 2003. Entering his sophomore season as the backup quarterback to Justin Zwick, Smith took over as the full-time starter after an injury sidelined Zwick and never looked back. In his junior season, Smith finished the season leading the Buckeyes to 10 wins and one loss in the games he played as the Buckeyes went on to be co-Big Ten champions alongside Penn State and winning the Fiesta Bowl over Notre Dame, where Smith was named offensive MVP. In his senior campaign, Smith led the number one Buckeyes all the way to the national title game, finishing the season with 2,507 yards, passing, that seems low, with 30 touchdowns and only five picks. That's good. Unfortunately, after a great game against number two Michigan in the regular season finale, Smith and the Buckeyes got absolutely smoked in the BCS National Championship game against those stupid-ass Florida Gators, who were heavy underdogs. After graduating, Smith entered the NFL draft, where he eventually was drafted in the fifth round by the Baltimore Ravens, where he was the third string behind Steve McNair and Kyle Bowler. You know you're doing good when you're behind Kyle Bowler. Yeah. After a four-year stint in the NFL, mostly playing in a backup role, Smith signed a two-year deal with Montreal in the Canadian Football League, but never really got rolling, even though he did make nine career starts. Fuck Canada, buddy. Wait, he played two years in Canada Football League and made nine starts. Yeah. 
Well, I'm pretty sure I could start nine games. I'm pretty sure I could start nine games in the CFL. Yes, you could. It's four wow. game season. He won two gray cups. <laughs> <laughs> Due to poor play in his team's underperformance, Smith was unconditionally released from his contract in Montreal in 2014. And that was all she wrote. Smith won the 2006 Heisman Memorial Trophy on December 9th, 2006. He beat out we sophomore. Shut up. He beat out sophomore running back Darren McFadden from Arkansas and senior quarterback and Cleveland Browns legend Brady mm. Quinn from Notre Dame. In winning the 2006 Heisman Trophy, Smith took 91.6% of the first place votes, a record that stood for 13 years. His tally of 2,540 votes was the third largest behind that of then 2005 Heisman Trophy winner Reggie Bush of USC, but that didn't actually happen, so that doesn't count. And 1968 Heisman winner O.J. Simpson, who also played for USC. That decision killed. Literally. who Who won the Heisman in 2019? That beat this percentage record. Let's see. 19 would have been uh, uh, Mac Jones. God, mm. I hope not. Bailey Zappi. I think it was Mac Jones. Do you know what this? Um, actually, you know what I just thought of asking that question? But today, I'm the greatest of all time. All right, here we go. As you can see, I have my brand new sheet for the month of December. We're ready to start. Now, we found out the hard way. College football. To be fair, that was your brand new sheet for the month of September, and you just left it laying. Do I I have to remind you what the score was in October? Because I will. 148 to 13. Pretty close. So we found out it's not the easiest thing to do to do college football. So we're going to go to the pros where he was a standout, but we're going to do CFL. No, I'm kidding. So So we're going to do NFL league leaders, 2006. Here we go. We're going to start with passer rating. We're going to do a little Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. Okay. Tom Brady was ninth, 87.9. Peyton Manning led the league. 101. Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer, 6th, 93.9. Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger, no. There's a quarterback on here. You're, you'll Aaron Rodgers. Kurt Warner, quarterback. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, no. Kurt Warner, no. Trent Green. No. Brett Favor. No. Michael Vick. Donovan McNabb. Donovan McNabb, fourth, 95.5. See if you can give me two more. Jeff Garcia. 
No, great guess. Mark like. Sanchez. <laughs> Tony Romo. Fifth of the Dallas Cowboys, 95.1. One more. It's three to two right now. Timmy's up. Doug Flutie. I'm going to take a point away for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Doug. Um, I'm, I'm going to give you – so there's one, two on Al Bowler. No. There's two on here that are pretty good. So I'm going to give you the teams of the not-so-obvious ones. Washington, St. Louis, and Kansas City. I said Trent Green. No. He played he played for two of the three. I and he's ne- neither of them on this list. Actually, the guy that replaced him is on this is the guy for St. Louis. Alex Smith. No, what? Kurt Warner. Mark Bolger. Mark Bolger. Oh. Seventh, yeah. 92.9. Here's the rest of your top ten at number Steve 10 McNair. of Washington. Mark Brunel, 86.5. Ah. Jackson Old Lefty. Oh, lefty. Eighth of the San Diego Chargers, Philip Rivers, 92. Philip. Philip Rivers, Drew Brees. With his 10 with his 10 children. Third of the New Orleans Saints children. Drew Brees. Hey, I got another one. Take it. Nope. Doesn't count, bitch. No, it, it doesn't. Does. Second no, it doesn't. of the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs. Damon Heward. Who? 98. I don't know who that is. That's a backup quarterback. It, he was, except for this year. Uh, I did. I also I didn't say he only threw six passes. So, rushing touchdown leaders for 2006. And I will tell you the guy in the lead ran away with it. Priest Holmes. Priest Holmes. No. Ladanian Tomlinson led the league with 28. Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. Point. No. Rudy Johnson. No. There is no Bengals. Muscle Hamster. Hold up. Time out. Rudy Johnson, eighth with 12. I didn't see it. Now, you said Jerome Bettis. No, he was long retired by this. Dave, which one did you say? Muscle Hamster. Doug, what's his nuts? I don't know that guy. I do. What was his name? Boise State. In Tampa. Yeah. And he hated that nickname. (laughs) Muscle Hamster. Um, He he is not on this list, but I, I, I know roughly who you're talking about. Marshall Falk. No. There, there's some doozies on here. Clinton see, Portis. See, we'll we'll go three left. Three left here. No, no Clinton Portis. Frank Gore. No. Al Gore. Al Gore. Very good. He invented the internet. <laughs> All right, here are the teams. You ready? Baltimore, <coughs> the Giants, New Orleans. Deuce McAllister. Deuce McAllister, ninth with ten. Uh, Pittsburgh, St. Louis, Jacksonville. Jerome Bettis. No, Jacksonville, New Orleans, Dallas, Kansas City. uh, Jacksonville. Uh, The hell was the guy's name? I could see his face. Fred Taylor. No. Oh. I can see Fred Taylor's face. Greg Jones. Uh, There is a Jones on here. It's a hyphenated last name, but there is one on here. Maurice Jones Drew. For bowling ball team, by the way, that was uh, I, ju- I literally just looked at it and forgot already. Doug Martin was muscle hamster, Doug Martin, muscle hamster. So, you can give me one more, Garrett Blunt. No, not in 06. I think we still in high school in 06. 
Corey <laughs> Dillon was he was he a Patriot at that point? Corey Dillon fourth with thirteen. Whoa! After two categories, we are tied six to six. Here's oh, the rest shit. of your top ten with the Giants. Brandon Jacobs. Ah, this fat ass. when they had him, Bradshaw, fat ass and Brandon Jacobs. Well, oh, I didn't even hear you say Giants. I would have said Tiki Barber. There's two two seventy. Was I, him Bradshaw and they had the three headed monster. Tiki the other Torch. Guy? Jamal Lewis of the Ravens was the other one. Also, awesome. uh, tied for fat ass running backs here. Tied for fourth with Corey Dillon and Jones Drew, Stephen Jackson of the Rams, and ah, Billy Parker good. of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Third of the oh, Dallas I know, Cowboys. I know Dallas. Any George? I know Dallas. No, Dallas is uh he played at Minnesota with with uh fuck. Well, he just died. What's his name? Five seconds. Steve oh, McNair. He died. He just died. Third of the Dallas Cowboys, Marion Barber. Marion Barber. Yeah. And he second died? of the yeah. Yeah, he just died. Second of the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, Larry Johnson was 17. Christian Nicole. Oh, how did I forget That's Larry what I Johnson? Said. Christian that was Coyier. again. That was the four years he was on fire. <laughs> Here we go with sack leaders. How we always end it. Dude, let's let's do an uneven number so someone will win this. We're gonna go five. Dwight Freeney. Dwight Freeney. No. Hmm. Here I'll, I'll do this. I will start you off with the teams. Joey Porter. No. Dallas. San Diego, Ray Lewis, Junior Seau. Make me, you make me so sad. Chicago, Baltimore, Carolina, Mac, St. Louis, Miami, Buffalo, Julius Peppers, Adam, Julius Archuleta. Peppers, tied for fifth with thirteen. Buffalo, Green Bay, and San Diego. Maybe we should do three instead of five because this is not looking. Just go ahead and say Joey Bosa, Timmy. I can see it right there. It's not Adam Archuleta. I like. Stop naming safeties. Stop naming safeties. Bob Sanders. (laughs) Night Train Lane. (laughs) Retired in 1951. Was Ed Too Tall Jones still there? (laughs) Randy White. Let's do all. White Brainy bitch. Alan Page from the Purple Eater, People Eaters. Let's just go through all of them. Dwight Freeney was there in 2006. He was, he's on the list. Tony Saragusa. And then you name a 400-pounder. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is a we don't do defense here. Now we're the Potato. shit. Reggie White. I got the Dallas guy right on the tip of my tongue, and I just and can't think of it. And Jones. You know what's fun about the – Oh, uh, right. Okay, there is the last the guy last on the list is from Dallas. Yes. Yeah. He actually he was on the list previously. I, I think might have been the last show I did before I had to leave for a while. And we did the same thing. Like ah, he retired with Denver. Yeah, Von Miller. No, he's no retired stupid with Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> James Francis. Give us the, the guy, teams again. The guy from San Diego tried out for the WWE. After he Sabby Piscatelli. I don't know who that is. So Dallas, San Diego. Oh, 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 two oh, of them. oh, yes. Chicago, Baltimore, St. Louis, Miami. Brian Urlacher. No. no. Miami. You're not going to get the one from Chicago, so just stop. Don't even think about it. Miami, Buffalo, and Green Bay. Doug Flutie. Here, I'll do you this. The guy from Green Bay was number 74. 
The guy from Dallas is number 94. The guy from... You act like I pay attention to what's on their jersey. I, I, I know that I could do it. I'll just do it. Give me the name. The guy from Miami was number 99 and is probably going to go in the Hall of Fame. Not ten my se- Hall of Fame. Ten not. seconds. You guys are the drizzling shits. This, is, this has been a complete mess. I regret doing it. Dan Marino. Oh, here we go. Here's the rest of your top ten. You got one, by the way, out of this whole list. Hey, top- that means Dave wins. Seven to six. It is. That is. <laughs> Tied for ninth. Sean Phillips of the San Diego Chargers and that's Moon the guy is, that tried out for WWE. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not him. And Demarcus. <laughs> Demarcus Ware. That's the one from from Cowboys. Denver, yeah. Did he try out for WWE? He should have. He's coming up in the list. Eighth of the Chicago Bears, Mark Anderson with twelve. Anderson. With Julian Peppers, Leonard Little, and Trevor Price. Fourth of the Miami Dolphins, Jason Taylor. Who? Oh, I was going to say that, but I thought maybe he had retired by then. No. Nope. Yeah, actually, he played for a couple more years after this. Third of the Buffalo Bills, Aaron Chobel. No. Second of the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Kentman. Nope. Number one in your hearts, number 74 is in your playbook. And number one of the San Diego Chargers, almost a WWE superstar, Sean Merriman was seven. Merriman. Yeah, ah, damn it. So we end our first box score trivia. Dave is up seven to six. And Timmy, I got to oh, say. I got to get on my game. That was terrible. That's the closest this game's ever been. You're so welcome. You're, 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 you're getting there. You're growing. December 12th, American actor Peter Boyle dies at the age of 71 in New York Presbyterian Hospital, New York City, after suffering from multiple myeloma and heart disease. Born in Norristown, Pennsylvania on October 18th, 1935, Peter Boyle starred in some 65 movies, who's bragging, and 40 television shows during his near 40-year run as an actor. Boyle is probably best known for his role as Frank Barone in the long-running CBS comedy Everybody Loves Raymond and his father time in the Santa Claus movie starring Tim Allen. Before starting his career as an actor, Boyle tried his hand as a monk for the Christian Brotherhood. However, he found the pious lifestyle an unnatural way to live uh, duh, and left. Correct. Afterward, he joined the Navy. <laughs> That's such a weird transition. But his service was cut short when he experienced a nervous breakdown. Also a weird transition. I would do that also in the Navy. Eh, I'm just kidding. Apparently, but seriously, apparently playing in tough guy roles for TV and film is easier than doing it in real life. A Yes. In October of 1990, Boyle suffered a near-fatal stroke that rendered him completely speechless and immobile for nearly six months. After recovering, he went on to win an Emmy Award in 1996 as Outstanding Guest Actor in a Drama Series for his appearance on The X-Files. Most notably, though, Boyle played Frank Barone on Everybody Loves Raymond from 1996 until 2005. Boyle was nominated for an Emmy seven times for his role but never won. Though his fellow co-stars Brad Garrett, Ray Romano, Patricia Heaton, and Doris Roberts won at least one Emmy for their performances. Broyle was the best part of that show. That is a tragedy. I don't know. I Doris Roberts was pretty good. Can I can I say he was so good on that show? Can I tell you guys a non popular opinion? Mm -hmm. Everybody loves Raymond sucks. Yes. The only person good on that show, the mom and the dad were good. Everything else was terrible. That show's terrible. But it did bring 
a uh, spinoff brought the greatest television show of all time. King of Queens. Mm. Okay. I mean, it's not, but sure. I'll fight you, like legit. Okay. okay. I, you're both I'll make you bleed and I'll drink ignorant. it. Y'all are angry. I'll make you bleed and I'll drink it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you just, staple me while I'm just, just sitting. Y'all, y'all shut the hell up. It's, Bitch. Go pee those Raymond Loser. might be the greatest television show I'm behind steal, cheers of all time. I'm going to steal Timmy's line and go poop ass. your pants. Yeah. Take a poop with your pants on. And I stole that. <laughs> That's Casio kid line. Matt Casio? <laughs> Matt Casio, yes. <laughs> At the time of his death, Mr. Boyle had completed his roles in all film or in the films of All Roads Lead Home, On fire. Santa Claus 3, The Escape Clause, the latter being released one month before his death and was scheduled to appear in The Golden Boys. I don't know what that is. That, that makes a sense. Golden Girls. Re- remix thing that would be better. We need that. We need the Golden Boys with like a like uh, him, Tom's the guy, the guy from Barney Miller, Tony um, Miller, Max That's from right. Night Court, Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Oh. Also, um, it makes sense that um, that his his role was completed for Santa Claus when it was released before he died. Yeah, makes sense. It does make sense. <laughs> Boyle's death had a tremendous effect on his former co-stars from Everybody Loves Raymond, which had ceased production less than two years before his death. When asked to comment on Boyle's death, his cast members heaped praise on Boyle. Ray Romano was personally affected by the loss, saying, quote, he gave me great advice. He always made me laugh. The way he connected with everyone around him amazed me. Patricia Heaton stated, quote, Peter was an incredible man who made all of us all of us who had privilege of working with him aspire to be better actors. That all sounds like can shit. Hey, uh, like, hot take here. Hot take you, here. Hot take. Uh, are you going to tell me that you don't like everyone loves Raymond? But, I don't. But Patricia Heaton is hot. She is. That's way hotter than Diana Hartsmith. That's a cold take. Yes. Yes. <laughs> way hotter. So wait. I got a thing for her. What's the hot take? The Patricia... Patricia Heaton was hot. Patricia. Patricia. By the way, you guys are wrong. Everybody loves Raymond. Might be one of the best television shows of all time. It sucked. It was terrible. You got. You're kicked off the show. And here's what's fun. Hate Cheers and Night Court and everything good. We went back and watched Cheers. What do you find? Also, Cheers. Cheers is okay. It's good. Also, here's another it, unpopular. It's no quintuplets, but it's good. <laughs> here's another reason why everyone loves Raymond. You ready for this? The biggest reason why everyone loves Raymond sucks is because of Raymond. Mm-hmm. He he has the charisma of a mop. Yeah, that's the yeah, like that's the whole gimmick. An, an old dirty mop. So we're gonna make a TV show about a guy no one gives a shit about, and blends in with the wallpaper. That's what we're gonna make a TV show about. <laughs> What? <laughs> you know who I wish would have blended in with the wallpaper and probably been inside someone's wall? December 30th, Saddam Hussein. President of Iraq dies by hanging in Baghdad at the age of 69, and the world rejoiced. Born April 28th, 1937, near Tikrit, to a Sunni Muslim mother who actually tried to abort him, which is exactly how Adolf Hitler started, 
and commit suicide after losing a son and husband to cancer before Saddam's birth. Hussein would eventually be taken in by his uncle until his mother remarried. Saddam would eventually run away from his mother and abusive stepfather at the age of 10 and return to his uncle in Baghdad. Hussein joined the Ba'ath Party in 1957 and participated in an unsuccessful attempt by Ba'ath. It's, it's Bath. Is it Bath? It's Bath. They shouldn't have put the apostrophe in there then. To a set, that's not how Bath. Some, that's not how like punctuation works. Yeah, because they fuck goats. Bath. We're gonna. We're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're definitely need to edit that out for one thing. But also, nope, not doing it. We can't just say that. We can't say that. We can say whoever we want to fucks goats. Who cares? Um. What did I say? Saddam was wounded in the, in the attempt, but was able to escape first to Syria, then to Egypt, where he would go on to attend law school, which is a bizarre sentence to read out loud. After the Baathists, Baathists, bath. after the Baathists took power in Iraq in 1963, Hussein returned, but was eventually imprisoned for several years when they were overthrown. After escaping prison in 1967, he used a spoon to burrow through the wall. Hussein became like uh, Andy Dufresne in the Shawshank Redemption. Hussein became a leader of the Ba'ath Party and was instrumental in the coup that brought the party back to power in 1968. Saddam effectively held power in Iraq along with the head of state, President Ahmad Hassan al-Bakir. All right, let's talk about this sick piece of shit. And he is that. Saddam Hussein and the Ba'ath Party used violence, killing, torture, execution, arbitrary arrest, unlawful detention, enforced disappearance, and various forms of repression to control the population of Iraq. Hold on a Kurdish people. Every time you wrote bath in my segment, there's an apostrophe, and you left it out of yours. Yeah, I got tired of writing it. <laughs> <laughs> Kurdish people were systematically persecuted. The Allen Fall military campaign against Kurdistan in northern Iraq between 1986 sorry, and 19. 19- Kurdistan. Kurdistan. Now, I was looking at the Al. Al, Al, Al Fall. Fall. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In northern Iraq between 1986 and 1989 is qualified by some European countries as genocide. Mm. 182,000 Kurds were estimated to have been deported, killed, or disappeared in depopulation campaigns in Kurdish areas carried out by the Ba'ath Party. Disappeared. A, yep. A particularly well-known incident was, yeah, was when the northern Kurdish village of Halabajah. <laughs> do, 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 do. Halabajah. Do, 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 do. Halabajah. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Alabja? Sure. Run with it. Go. And now I prefer Alabja. Was gassed with poison in 1988, killing 5,000 and wounding 10,000 Iraqi Kurds suspected of disloyalty to the regime. Not as funny when I, when that. After the first Gulf War in the South, up to 200,000 Shia Marsh Arabs, 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 were killed between March and October of 1991 in the marshlands between Euphrates and Tigris, which were drained to eliminate the hiding places for many Shia during and after the uprising. 200,000. That's a lot. They were disappeared. Fast forward. You think Saddam went 
Saddam went down swinging when American forces went to Iraq to put a stop to his regime? Nope. Nope. They never do. That bitch was found in a hole looking like a homeless bum. Even after his capture, many Iraqis did not celebrate out of fear he would regain power and somehow retaliate. Good riddance, you piece of shit. Deuces. Nope. Too easy. Maybe next time, though. Because you guys know how I like to... He'll can't be brought wait. back up. I can't, I can't wait. But this show's long, and I could literally do an hour just on this guy. I, mm-hmm. I, I like I'm... We barely. I, I'm drooling at the th- at the thought of just talking about what the mass grave of yes. torture, fucking garbage. I mean, everything. That was the wildest part, right? Is after the fallout of this was the, the discovery of mass graves. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember where I was when I heard this. I was stationed at Langley. I remember watching when they pulled yeah. his yes broke homeless ass out of the hole, and I'm like, wow. One of the most powerful guys in the world. Congratulations. Complete shitbag. Yep. Big Billy Badass hiding like a little whore. Whore. Yeah. Means it's my turn? That means... Oh. Apparently not. Hold on, that's the actual answer. That means it's my turn. Mm. Let's go to Timmy's Trivioki. Figaro. Figaro, 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 Figaro. That's not Tosca. Ugh, my ears. My neck, my back. Yep, yep, I remember. Everyone remembers when Elvis performed that. You make a move, I want to take care of you. Bermuda, Bahama, Gunny, Mama, Ilana, Welcome to Timmy's Trivioki, a segment we didn't know we were doing and you didn't know you wanted. What, why wouldn't we do this? I don't understand. We, we all forgot about it. It's okay. I, I'm pretty sure Dave's looking up his show right now, too. He's like, damn <laughs> it. All right. All right. Well, I have my shit, too. Sure you I do. I just forgot we were doing it. Not Song good. number one. Clue number one. This is a song... By the American rock band Hinder, produced and co-written by Brian Howe and Joseph Lombardo. It was released in April 2006 as the second single from their 2005 debut album, Extreme Behavior. I have the words. I have the song in my head. Well, I wasn't paying attention. Let it out. Clue number two. Oh, I dance with somebody. Shut up, shut up, shut up. The lyrics deal with a singer describing his feelings with his favored girlfriend. Lips of an angel. I'm sorry, what? Lips of an angel. Friends, the next room. Sometimes I wish I was you. But I guess we're never really moving on. Hear your voice. Scream my name and sound of
off the show. End it. That's it. We're not covering the All we're right. not covering ECW. We're done right there. <laughs> song number Q. Song number Q. True. Song number shoe. Song number two. <laughs> Clue number one. This is a song by Canadian rock band Nickelback, released as the fifth overall song. Rockstar. I hate you. Wow. I don't understand the point of like we'll stay skinny because we just don't eat. Like the commercial with Devontae Adams when he has a Taco Bell in his house, that's like my dream. Can we talk yeah, about right? um, three fat guys singing we'll all stay skinny because we just won't eat? I love it. You can cut the irony with a knife and four. We'll eat. all stay fat because all we'll do is eat. <laughs> hey, hey, I want to be a podcaster. Yes, I want a chalupa. <laughs> I want a beer, and I want another chalupa. All right. Song number three. Clue number one. This is a song recorded by American singer-songwriter Justin Timberlake for his studio album, Future Sex Love Sounds. It was released July 18th, 2006. I'm bringing sexy back. Uh, I missed you guys. I missed you guys. That was so fun. I'm bringing fat ass back. Yeah, indeed. I'm bringing dad back. All three of us. Absolutely. So, what does that mean? Hit the clip. Oh, it's time for game phase. Have you seen it? You slip her the hot beef injection. Huh? 
Anakin. Well, for the for the month of November, our special guest host dominated Timmy C to a final score eleven last week. Eleven to four with Justin getting the clean sweep of four Mm. zero last week. Wow, I wasn't there. You should be ashamed. I wasn't there. This week we have four movies. I'm in. Oh six. I'm yeah. I'm probably out. Movie numero uno on a budget of $110 million. Our first movie this week grossed more than $574.5 million at the box office. Goldeneye. This is an American fantasy that came out in like 1997. Brown Eye. This is an American fantasy comedy film based on the 1993 children's book of the same name. Brown Eye. Wait, did, you, did you say comedy? Yes. Okay. Let's, oh, okay. A newly recruited night security guard at the Museum of Natural Night at History. the Museum. Timmy C. Night at the Museum. I was about to say Paul. There Born was a 93 Cop. version of that? It was a book. No, the 93 oh. book. Idiot face. Listen. That's why you lose. I've won. I I got that one. I about said Paul Blart. What are books? You're still going to (laughs) lose. Movie number B. On a budget of 24 million. Our second movie this week grossed more than 156.2 million dollars at the box office. That That budget was like 99. That budget was like 19 dollars. This is an American sports drama film. Six. Now at the age of 60, a retired boxer lives a quiet life as a widower. Rocky, Rocky, Balboa. Bitch. Rocky Balboa. Timmy C with the victory. I didn't say Balboa. What a douche. All right. Movie number C is awesome. The Miz. On a budget of $100 million, our third movie this week only grossed $171.7 million at the box office, which kind of shocked me. Mm. This is an American political action thriller film. Team America World Police? Wrong. Yeah, that's a political action thriller film. I don't know, <laughs> what, that, a, I don't know what that means. It's a puppet movie. In 1999, Sierra Leone is ravaged in a civil oh, war. Black Hawk down. Rebel factions frequently terrorize the countryside, intimidating locals and enslaving men to harvest diamonds. A captured local fisherman is assigned to a workforce Hotel. overseen by a ruthless no, named um, Captain Poison. While mining the river, a fish, the fisherman discovers an enormous pink diamond, which he hides. This film stars Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Connelly, and Jennifer Connelly. Keistering. If you would have said Blood Steven Diamond. I almost, I almost said that just because. If you would have said Steven Seagal, I would have left. Just because you said that, just because you almost said that, you get the point. Thank Two you. Two to one. What? Thank you. Thank you. That makes sense. That makes total sense. All right, our last movie this week. This actually shocked me. I love, love, love this movie. Iron Man. 
On a budget of $65 million, our last movie this week grossed $43.5 million at the box office. Ouch. Shocked me. Shocked me. Ouch. Love this. A lot. This is an American biographical sports drama. Moneyball. When a plane crash claims the lives of members no, we are of the Marshall. football team. TJ, we are Marshall. That was a good movie. Great movie. That was a really good movie. Matthew McConaughey. What do you expect? Matthew McConaughey, Matthew Fox, Kate Mara, who is one of the hottest women in the world. Yes. And Matthew Fox was still riding that lost wave. I can't believe yep. it did that poorly. Wow. All right. So Timmy C is up 1.2 to 1. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, I mean, I don't really want to cover the show, but we have to. That's what we do. You know um, what I, I like? I is, just love is this John McClane in your air vents. No, I so you you guys know this because I talk to you every day, but I put hardwood floors up in the living room. Hardwood? Hardwood. So what you're hearing is my son Jack jumping off the couch. You should buy that kid a trampoline. He has one outside or room. You should buy carpet. I tore carpet up. You should probably put it back down. Place carpet. <laughs> I mean, eventually I'm going to insulate everything down here, so it'll be fine. Hardwood's a lot easier to clean than carpet. Amen. Uh, also uh, easier than bush to clean. George? Is James here? So, Barbara? Un- James Barbara Bush? Barbara Bush. <laughs> Unfortunately, we have to cover ECW dis- December to Dismember. I tried to dismember myself while watching the show. It took place at the James Brown Arena in Augusta, Georgia. <laughs> it <was> good. <laughs> J- I don't even know that was the thing until I watched yeah, the show. That's the name of it. James Brown Arena. <clears throat> Attendance is 4,800. Your announcers are Joey Styles and Taz with two Zs. Yikes. I looked up this arena. I'm like, is that real? The capacity is over 9,000. They barely had the place half full. Where the lights were down. terrible, terrible. We start the show the preview package of the main event for this show, which is not going to happen. P.S. Little spoiler there: an extreme elimination chamber match for the ECW World Title. Nothing says ECW like the elimination chamber. It's an extreme elimination chamber. Extreme elimination. It's not. It, it, they they put like shit in the pods. Then you see there was like bulletproof pods. You yeah. see my stapler? Yes. Yeah. My, my stapler. No, this that's is- an AEW elimination chamber. Look, we got a stapler. Here's grandma's Eight coffee table man. wrapped in glass. <laughs> speaking of <laughs> see, speaking of uh ECW alum, match one, Eminem with Molina take on the Hardy Boys. Gross. All of that. What about that says ECW? I'm Slim Shady. Yes, I'm the real Shady. Molina's Punani says extreme. Dude, there was more on that later. So we see footage before the match from this. Roast beef. From the past Tuesday when Eminem attacked the Hardys after the match, prompting this match. Eminem's entrance takes entirely too long. I understand why. So we can see Molina's butthole. But my Lord, speed this up. (laughs) This crowd is terrible. The crowd is terrible. The whole show. <laughs> the crowd is terrible. The crowd is terrible. The crowd's terrible. The booking's terrible. Why are we in James Brown? I hate this. Why are we in James Brown? 
is something you <laughs> just said out loud. <laughs> uh, I take my towel. This crowd is terrible. The match is in slow motion. It went every bit of 25 minutes. Terrible. But yet Meltzer gave it three and a quarter stars. I don't know what he was watching. He got stuck. four and a quarter if they drank each other's blood. Mm. I mean, the match wasn't horrible. Yes, it was. But my God, it was so long. <laughs> they could have had like nine more matches on this card. Yes. So long. With who, though? I wouldn't, you know what? The, wouldn't want to see, see those EC, either. I'd rather see the ECW zombie <laughs> than Eminem and the Hardy Boys oh, for 38 I, minutes. <laughs> Eminem and the Hardy Boys for 30. <laughs> Just think about what you said. <laughs> I'd rather watch Eminem read the Hardy Boys. <laughs> Again, walk off. We're done. We're done with the review. That's it. (laughs) Again, we can do a t-shirt of the heart of Eminem reading the Hardy Boys. Why don't we do (laughs) t-shirts? We killed Timmy. Bastards. (laughs) I think... I think Eminem is more suitable for today's wrestling. <laughs> like, you tell me you get long ass matches. <laughs> I can just see now Eminem read that. <laughs> I think I would rather see the actual Eminem, like. Num- red, red, and yellow, just oh, fighting. I am crying. I am literally crying. <coughs> oh, Melina taking a bump after a drop kick off the ring apron was pretty cool. The swanton with both members of MMs to get the pinfall was like the only thing good that happened. Yeah, I'm never watching this show again. Thank you, Dave. For- <laughs> I they how walked, Hardy Boys start so I can do an Eminem voice. Yes. <laughs> they, they walked out and I just said, I need a jacket like they have because it's got their name on it and it's flashy. And Tim wants an Eminem jacket so he can look like a NASCAR driver. <laughs> <laughs> Little wheelbarrow action for Mercury was actually said at this. He'd get some of that later with Molina. But- Actually, no. That's not. I would. I would be happy with. I'd be okay with that. I'd be fine with it. The other guy was with Molina. The arena here. It looks very short and weird. It's very flat, short, wide, kind of like Dave. Mm. So it's how can it be flat and wide? Well, it's short as, flat, as a human wide. as a human being. How can it be flat and wide? Look at Dave. This match moves slower than I I don't even like it's ter- like it was so bad. This was an eight minute match that they were like, hey, let's do 32. Hey, we only have nine matches. Not even what do they have like five matches on this six. card. Make this match. This is an Iron Man match. And as we enter hour 42 of the Jerry Lewis telethon, <laughs> I mean this match. And then the match ends and we're quarter of the way through this pay-per-view. This is a two-hour and 14-minute pay-per-view. This match, 32 minutes. Terrible. Are you serious? It was 58 minutes. 
And one of the matches is a fucking elimination chamber, which you know is going to take 48 minutes minimum. Yes. Also, um, I mean, it should be law at this point that Matt Hardy should not be allowed to be in a wrestling ring for this long. Bad. Just because of the way he runs like a goof. (laughs) Although, to be fair, the law kind of just breaks down on Jeff Hardy. Fuck Matt Hardy. Mm. Well, up next, we get an interview with RVD from inside Mammoth Cave, Kentucky, or at least that's what it sounded like. Been there. It's me too. It's dark and the echo is absurd. Could have also been inside Molina. Who knows? Or James Brown. He states that he's ready to put his body on the line to win the ECW title. Oh, great. Thank you. I'm, I was I was not convinced before that interview. Now I am. Match two. Matt Stryker takes on Balls Mahoney is a real sentence I just said out loud. But- this will be the first time I've ever seen Matt Stryker wrestle. I was still out of wrestling here in 06. Wouldn't come back till 08. I didn't miss much, apparently. I did like the Stryker pre-match promo. As he says, this match will be wrestled under an extreme, extreme rules. Then he said extreme enforcement of the rules. I love it. Good heel shit. I love it. The announcers keep commenting on Balls' amateur background, although he never shows it. Stryker is in control most of the match, going after Mahoney's left arm. At one point, Stryker Irish whips Balls into the corner, and Balls acts like he hit the turnbuckle arm first, which is weird. Stryker dominates. Balls hits a spine buster, and that's it. This got a dud. By the way, not related to the show at all. Do yourself a favor. If you want to see a prime example of how journalists should not cover an event of their alleged expertise, read Melter's review of this show. What he says is bonkers. This match would have been better if Mahoney was wrestling under the Xanta clause gimmick since it was December to dismember. It was right under their thumb. They had it. They didn't do it. Pay me, WWE. I'll You're help welcome. you. Yeah, you're welcome. I mean, he's dead now, but. But I'll never understand how this moron, Balls Mahoney, ever got a contract in wrestling. He was horrible. For a while. All he could do is just swing the chair. Mm-hmm. Everything else was ass. If this match had gone 20 minutes, I would have quit the show. <laughs> <laughs> Striker should have gone over. He's way better. I, I agree. The Striker character is an idiot. You're an idiot. At the 13-minute mark, by the way, 13 minutes! I checked in just to make sure the pay-per-view hadn't had the plug pulled because it was terrible. And the dude with the jorts loincloth wins? What? Mm -hmm. And then put your shirt back on. Just no. You have some sort of weird... Oh, I used to be a amateur wrestler but now i'm 427 pounds who are you talking about balls his shirt was on no he took it off at the end did he Mm -hmm. yes Mm -hmm. oh i was just not paying attention titties everywhere show how much i was paying attention to this show i didn't even notice that gross gross up next next, you see cm punk getting ready for the chamber match and then we see sapu sapu sabu incapacitated backstage and we go backstage, and apparently Sabu has OD. What? 
they don't ever explain it, which is my favorite part of the show. And, and OD'd is the most likely excuse. There's no it. payoff. <laughs> Sabu <Matt>. OD. <laughs> Match three. So what happened? I'm telling you. Match three. Elijah Burke and Sylvester Turkai square off and take on the FBI. How big is Sylvester's head? He had a Mardi Gras head. Did you guys notice He's that? Size 12. His head was huge. The FBI here is Little Guido and Tony Tony Mamaluke. I've never seen Trinity before, but I'm a fan. Titties. Yes. Again, yes. the crowd is dead. Oh, the match is slow, and Turkey has the charisma of a dry mop. Elijah hits the Electric Express and gets the win. Another match way too long. After the match, Turkey continues to beat down. The crowd chants TNA. Cool. Half a star. I had completely forgotten about Sylvester Turkey. So did the rest of us. Gobble, he gobble. brought up from... He was brought up from OBW yeah, in July of 06. <laughs> in July of 06. <laughs> <laughs> and released about a month after this. Guess that's why I completely forgot about him. <laughs> the FBI being faces here is garbage. They need the little Guido, Tracy Smothers, and Tommy Rich, the Don. And Jack Victory. Love the TNA chant at a WWE event. That's embarrassing as shit. That's the ECW. Trash. Yeah. A TNA chant at a WWE show themed around ECW. Great. All I could think was <laughs> this, Burke, this Burke guy reminds me of that Pope guy from TNA. Mm. And where the hell is Tommy Rich? They said FBI. That's what I was thinking of Trace Mothers and Tommy Rich. And I'm like, what is it? Who is this guy? But we got Trinity. Somebody say something about girls' ass cheeks hanging out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her name's Trinity, but she turned me into a tripod. I don't know. Baby carrot. Father, Wait. the son, mm-hmm. the Holy Ghost. We didn't even get Sally Graziano. Terrible. The big we got, fatty. We got Tony Mamaluke. We got oh. two skinny bitches is what we got. Mm-hmm. Up next, we see Sabu getting loaded into an ambulance with RVD and Punk looking on. Still no explanation of what happened. Match four. Davari, again, this is a real thing I'm about to say. Davari with the great Kali takes on Tommy Dreamer. The first thing I thought when I watched this match was there's still an hour and 15 minutes to go. Gross. Davari comes down to the ring cutting a promo in a language none of us understand, so that's good. I'm not going to assume which one it was, but I definitely don't know it. In the beginning of the he match, he was singing the Barney song. I love you. Good for you. Him. Love good me. For him. Good for him. In the beginning of the match, Kali holds the uh, holds the top rope down, causing Dreamer to spill out, and referee Mickey J tosses Kali out. At least that's what it was supposed to be. Kali barely pulled the rope down, and Tommy Dreamer was looking right at him when he fell out of the ring. Nothing screams ECW like the ref throwing people out. Sure. Nothing screams ECW like people that don't know how to work. Or a seven-foot-three manager. That makes sense. Dreamer takes control after that, goes for a DDT, but Davari reverses it into a cradle and a handful of tights for the win, quarter of a star. The weakest handful of tights. Tommy Dreamer. The ECW original and probably their most overstar during the original run. 
He had to be hating life here. Oh, yes. Oh, he was loving it. I mean, I hear he's a super nice guy, but how terrible is the great Collie? Pretty, pretty terrible. Good Lord. Vince just loved those massive dudes that could do nothing. Hey, Undertaker, go work with this guy. Psycho Sid. King oh, Kong I was going to say, no, the Undertaker could work. What are you doing? King Kong Bundy. Kali eventually gets sent back to the locker room and somehow Davari beats Tommy Dreamer with a roll-up. Heyman, you know he was backstage just wanting to kill himself. Yes. What a mess. But hey, at least the crowd got to sing na-na-na-na, hey-hey-hey, goodbye. Sure. Literally nothing for me to say about this match. It's terrible. It was bad. Hated it. I can't believe you assholes made me watch this. You picked it. You picked it, motherfucker! We're like, hey, TJ's coming back. Let's watch December to Dismember. (laughs) Asshole. After the match, Kali choke bombs Dreamer on the stage, and Dreamer refuses medical help. I just realized we're watching an ECW pay-per-view, and Dreamer didn't bleed. Now, hardcore Holly... John Moxley. Well, that's true. Now, hardcore Holly meets with Heyman, and Holly is now the Elimination Chamber match with the ECW audience. Obviously loved it. They were... Very in favor of that. I bet that stage spot hurt. That's oh, yeah. stiff. He bounced. Ooh. He bounced. Ooh. Speaking of um hurting. Yeah. Ooh, uh, my balls hurt after this match. Match five. Mike yeah, Knox. Both girls. That's not what I meant at all, but yes. Oh. Matt Mike yeah. Knox and Kelly Kelly. Take on Kevin Thorne and Ariel. Gross. Before the match, Kelly Kelly grabs a mic and says she wishes CM Punk Lunk Lunk Luck in lunk. his title match. <laughs> lunk. I really good think lunk. good lunk, punk. <laughs> good lunk, punk. Here's the one positive thing I'll say about this match. I really think they could have gotten more out of Mike Knox. Now for the match review. Are Thorne and Ariel gonna bang? Is this their entrance yes. or just exhibitionist? Yes. Like, hey, we're two vampires, we're goth, we're gonna fuck in front of you. Like, is that their entrance? Yes. If Ariel keeps leaning over the top rope, I think we're gonna see your stink star. I think we did. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, Ariel tagged sticks. <laughs> you like the ham flour? <laughs> I almost put a ham flour, but I was afraid you weren't gonna get it. Eventually, <sighs> Ariel tags in and out. Tags in, and of course she takes control. Kelly Kelly tries to tag back out, but Knox walks out on her. What a moron. Shortly after, Ariel gets the win. The beatdown continues after the match, but here comes the Sandman for reasons that is never explained. He comes to the crowd and lays waste to throw the kendo stick. Quarter of a star. Seems to be a popular theme here. You got to love it. The Sandman's arm is literally on the poster cover thing. And this is his only appearance in the whole pay-per-view. They have a freaking elimination chamber. They don't put Sandman in it. They just took out Sabu and replaced him with Bob Holly. Yeah. He's not a good wrestler. Well, no shit. I'm going to tell Bob Holly you said that. No, not Bob Holly. Sandman. <laughs> I got an idea. Bob Holly also not great. Give me the belt. So Thorne's first run lasted a whole three months in WWE as Mordecai. Any of you guys remember that? Yep. Nope. He was an angel, and it was supposed to be, they were supposed to build towards a feud with The Undertaker, like, you know, the darkness versus the light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He sucked. 
It was. But Terrible. they bring him back as a vampire on this fake ECW shit. Should work out great. What a poor dude. Yeah. No. Do you know Mike Knox was in WWE for almost five years? And this wasn't his only elimination chamber. Was he, he was a trainer for four and a half? I never would have known he lasted that long. I mean, I guess he spent most of it in developmental, but good Lord. He, was in, he was in another world title elimination chamber match after this. Gross. Kelly Kelly, man. Good Woo. night. Woo. 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 Her wrestling was trash, but whoo. Yes. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I like a titty. Can you guys believe this match was rated three stars higher than Hogan Andre at WrestleMania 3? <laughs> three? <laughs> I think that left it still negative, though. It was four and a quarter stars higher than Hogan. It was minus four stars. Oh, I thought it was minus one star. I might have read it wrong. But I, th- I thought he gave it a quarter star. Oh, I have read it as minus one. All right, this vampire couple things weird. Just, pretty dumb. It's, I mean, I like her ass hanging out, but it's it's a little weird. Yeah, can we her talk about that vampire? Her brother How does a vampire date a girl on her. You know, uh, she she could have been a member of Well Done with that thong <laughs> here, she was wearing. Dave, here's how here's how he does it. <laughs> I'm not surprised even looking at the entrances that Kelly Kelly. <laughs> Kelly Kelly has the most substantial career in the entire match. That's terrible. Can we talk about how CM Punk was able to bed so many of the Divas roster? Man's a pimp. That's gross. Why? He he's a dumbass. Anyway, I apparently not. I don't know what he must be hauling a Pepsi can down there. <laughs> Hmm. No, he's not. He's How do you diet, know? Diet Pepsi. I I drink Diet Pepsi. It's delicious. <laughs> we know. Wait, that is Big not CM where Punk I would have went with that one. Big CM Punk fan. I drink Diet Pepsi. It's delicious. I threw that shit by the gallon. <laughs> Up next to go backstage for an interview with Bobby Lashley, which was a mistake. We see highlights of Lashley suplexing and spearing Big Show, and then Heyman. The Heyman cronies come out and take out Lashley. Lashley says he has one mission to win the ECW title. He kept saying one man, one mission. After the interview, we see Big Show, Holly, and Test. Yes, that one. Walking through the hallway with Paul Heyman. What are you I couldn't for? focus on the promo. This bitch was great. Bad interviewer. I don't know who she is. It was like robot. Great, great boobers, though. <laughs> okay, yes. Thank you. <laughs> they were out. Which apparently that's the ECW. We're just gonna make ECW porn. That was their thing. They, I mean, they kind of did. That's what Kelly I'm saying. Kelly's gimmick was she's an exhibitionist. It's nuts. And but meanwhile, she's dressed like you know a human, and then Arrow's <laughs> like, hey, I'm gonna have my butthole out. Is that cool? <laughs> <laughs> Up next is Paul Heyman. With the security dudes in riot gear coming to the ring and cutting a promo, he talks about what he's created in ECW and the legacy will leave behind. Interesting, he cut this promo during this show. Mm. He probably knew it was dying a terrible death. And, hey, there's still one more version to come in a few years. Match six, the extreme elimination chamber match for the ECW <laughs> title. 
featuring Big Show, CM Punk, Bobby Lashley, Hardcore Holly, RVD, and Test. Holly and RVD start the match, and then CM Punk is the next guy out. And this is the first time, legitimately, really outside of the same man coming out, the audience gives a shit about what's going on. Out next is Test, and then Lashley, finally Big Show. In between Test and Big Show coming out, Punk is the first man eliminated. Then Holly's eliminated by Test right after that. By the way, Test was abnormally huge in this show. We'll get back to that. Okay, good. For reasons no one knows, RVD climbs on top of Big Show's pod, and of course, Big Show grabs him, allowing Tess to go on the offensive. Tess delivers an elbow from the top of the pod and eliminates RVD. The crowd, not a fan of this. As Lashley tries to get out, the security guys prevent him from doing so. Luckily, Lashley had a whole ass table in his pod, and he used that to destroy it and escape. Actually, it was kind of a cool visual. Before Big Show can come out, Lashley spears Tess and eliminates him. Lashley really just dominates the Big Show once he comes out, then hits the spear and gets the win and becomes the new ECW champion. Two and a half stars. <laughs> All Elimination Chamber matches need Brock Lesnar in them. Gross. Nothing will top his destruction at Elimination Chamber in 2022. It's hard to argue. Holly gets thrown in the match, and this made zero sense. And I'm not even going to bother following up and trying to figure out the storyline because that sounds like torture. Mm. Well, it kind of was part of the storyline. Apparently, Heyman was pushing Holly here. All, he's pushing all the guys ECW fans hate. Yeah. Dumb. Like Which, to be fair, everyone hated Bob Holly, so it's okay. I really didn't Give think me. Punk would be the first eliminated. That's yeah, That sure. was kind of surprising. He had to get back uh, to Kelly Kelly. I, I'm and not then do you guys notice the do you guys notice the botch by the referee? Yes. Tess turned on Bob Holly and hit him with the big boot, and the ref counts to two. But it was obviously supposed to be the three count, and they rule Holly out anyway. It was just a complete cluster. Close enough. Yeah. I also didn't think I was going to see Tess eliminate RVD, but that elbow was pretty sick off top of the pod. Yeah, but the whole setup was stupid. Randy yeah. weighed twelve hundred pounds here. But as soon as Punk. And RVD were out. The crowd turned on this match. Yes. They didn't give two shits. Big Show, Bobby Lashley, and Test. No ECW Test. crowd in the world cares Test. about Big Show. Test. Test and Bobby Lashley. Correct. Test. You might get them to care about the other two. Test. No. Yeah. Of course, this was build up, you know, to, to build up Lashley. But it, this had Vince's handwriting all over it, and it was just dog ass. Well, mm. this pay per view lasted two hours. The end of it. This this pay per view lasted two hours, fourteen minutes, and fifteen seconds, and that's about two hours and thirteen minutes too long. I thought that was just the Hardys, but yeah. For for one, we really need to focus on that for the the fans who maybe don't understand what we're saying. The show was slotted for three hours. It took two hours and fourteen minutes. I mean, they were off the air. 45 minutes early on pay-per-view. Good. If it had gone three hours, I'd have hung myself. So I, if I were, <laughs> if I watched, I think, wait a minute. I paid $30 to watch a three-hour pay-per-view. I paid $45. That's just barely over two hours, and it was the biggest oh. piece of shit I've ever seen. I would I would have burned out a bank. <laughs> I never would have bought it anyway. So. Well, no I would 
wouldn't have tried to set a bank on fire. But all right, anyway, it's weird watching this, knowing that Paul Heyman hated doing it. You can see because his he, face. Yeah, he's just like, Ugh. Big Show definitely needed to head to weight loss here, though. Pretty sure he was he huge. Back, when he came back, wasn't that the MMA phase where he really, really trimmed down? So we, we talked about this. He was I, gone for a while. We talked about this in our group chat because I didn't realize this until I really researched the show. So I tried to figure out why Sabu was gone and no one, I couldn't find a reason. Big Show did one more, he did one televised match after this. It was a rematch against Lashley and then was gone for a year and a half. And I, yes, I believe you're right. This is when he came super slim down. Yeah, needed it. It was bad. By the way, Punk is so dumb. He could have been sitting on that chair conserving energy in his pod, but he held it and smacked it again. No wonder you got to eliminate you dumbass. <laughs> Test literally roided out of his skull here. It's this so dude's body is ridiculous. He weighs 800 pounds and the, he's solid muscle. The what the hell? Imagine a 6'8 Dino Bravo. Yeah. That's what he looked like. With less fat. Like, he was totally ripped. Oh, he shredded. But, but damn, he looked terrible. By the way, it's stupid in ECW. They called them extremists instead of superstars. What? The following extremists are getting into the... Shut up. And Hardcore Holly is from Mobile, Alabama. Why is he so damn pale? Well, you see his hair. He's You're got on a beach, bitch. You see that hair he's got? He's got like powder syndrome or something. Can we agree that five minutes between each entrance is way too long too, in too the long. elimination chamber? Terrible. Whoa. And who would have thought we'd have seen test pin RVD? Wait, where? What? What Never. year is this? Although I did think it was a great job making Lashley look strong. Coming out of that pod, breaking it with it. That was cool. Um... You're trying to get Lashley over. I get it. You're not good at doing wrestling in ECW. I, I, to be fair, probably the only non-ECW guy on original that was, well, two. There was two. The only two non-original ECW guys on this show that were over, well, I'll say three, because Big Show was over as a heel. They hated him. But the other two was Lashley and Punk. The crowd was behind them two. The rest of them, like, I don't know, Bob Holly, not so much. So, the belt. I got an idea. Give me the belt. So, this is usually regarded as the worst pay per view of all time. For one, as we mentioned earlier, it went off the air a half hour early, which is bananas. I mean, it's not like Goldberg and. DDP was half an yeah. hour over. <laughs> Two, the crowd was absolutely rotten for most of this show. Terrible. The crowd given, could have given a shit. Third, the good parts were because okay. they were inside James Brown. No one wants that. It smells. Yeah. Third, third the good parts <laughs> were okay, but the bad parts were abysmal. Is it the worst pay per view ever? It's up there. I will. I don't know if I. There was a Yeti at one point. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's the worst. It's up there, but at least no one just sat there while someone else shot them with a staple gun, or bled into their mouth. Well, the Wrestling Observer named December to dismember the worst major show of the year. And they're on top of that. 
On top of that, it had 90,000 buys. That's TNA land. Pathetic. That's TNA. Lowest in WWE history. How they even decided, like, hey, let's keep ECW going. After that, I'd have just quit. Fuck it. We're going to do (laughs) something else. We're done. Nope. If you haven't seen this, don't bother because it's not. Oh, boy. It's it's not worth your time. And here's here's the worst part. It's not like, oh my god, this is hilariously bad. It's enragingly boring. That's the other worst part about it. It's bad and it's just it's just boring. So you know what sucks is you know there's somebody there in the crowd that took one of their friends that you know doesn't know wrestling, didn't watch wrestling. Dude, trust me, you're gonna love this. You're gonna have the time <laughs> of your life. Nope. That person that person has never watched a second of wrestling again. By the way, the person they took just never talked to them again. Yeah. We're but not friends anymore. You they're really sucked. they're really into vampire porn now, weirdly enough. Like, hey, now the wrestling on to something. The wrestling's gonna be terrible, but you're gonna see it. You're gonna see at least four lady buttholes on the show. So, so if in you're there. into vampire porn. Please let us know, or actually don't. Don't let us know. Please don't let us know. <laughs> Not interested. Give us that five stink star review wherever you get your podcast. Make sure to follow the show on Twitter at FF Podcast, on Instagram at Filter Free Podcast. Follow our Patreon at Filter Free Net. And of course, Premier Streaming Network at Watch on Premiere. As for us, you can find us all on our social media platforms at Dollar Bill Dave. Find me on X at Dave in the HSV. It's Twitter, Timmy C. <laughs> at, find me on Twitter at Timmy C1979. You can find me on Twitter at T Stevens91. Next week, we're going to cover an episode of Smoky Mountain Wrestling from December of 1994. Yes. Scotty Pippen gets traded. Maguire and Sosa oh, have round two. That's that's old. You need Is to it? update that. Scotty oh. Pippen doesn't get traded in 94. Well, he might have. Cut that. Redo it. He. He, we, we're trading him in 1994. Jordan retired in 94 and some and other Pippen stuff. was still there when he came back in 95. Yeah. And other stuff happened. So uh, before we sign off, I said I would leave this part for the end. And I, I Hold on. Joke of the week. Okay. Yes, do that, please. Where do chocolate and peanuts meet? M&M's. Where do chocolate and peanuts meet? Poop. At the candy bar. <laughs> I love it. I Why love everything waste- about that. TJ, give her shit. He's wasting our time. So I, I said I would save this part for the end, and um, I because I didn't want to bum out the show. I don't think I'm going to. I'm not nearly as emotional as I used to be about this. For one, my my the the prognosis in the news has been phenomenal, right? So she had a surgery. They they cut damn near half her head off. And um I've been given all assurances, but and and then, by the way, this is Rush Hospital, right? One of the premier hospitals in the country for things of this nature. And they assured me that we have nothing to worry about. They said even if it did spread, her radioactive iodine treatments will which will be in January, which is why I can't go to the Royal Rumble. Um, we'll get it. So, I mean, it's great on that. And, you know, it's a lot of weight has been lifted from me. 
also my wife, as you met at the beginning of the show, um, is a warrior and she has faced all of this with a smile on her face. And um, I'll never forget the day before her surgery. So they're getting ready to open up her neck and take out undisclosed amount of lymph nodes. And I asked her, I said, how are you feeling? And her answer to me was, I'm ready for it to be over. She wasn't scared. She was just, get it out of me. And she's been a champ. Like she's, she's still stiff and sore. And it's been almost a month now uh, as when the show drops, but she's still stiff and she's still sore, but she's moving around. She's being mom. She's taking care of the kids. And uh, the, the, the biggest reason what I, the biggest thing I want to discuss tonight before we uh, bow out, A, I'm back. Yay! Um, until I might have to miss a show or two in January, again, depending on when her treatment is scheduled, because she'll have to be in a hotel sequestered for a week because that iodine just eliminates your immune system for a few days. Uh, second of all, but I, but again, I am back. Secondly, um, there's people I really need to, I need to thank. Um, because when this first, when we did the last show and I announced it, the amount of DMs I got, which was unexpected, and text messages I got, and things like that. Because when you do something like this in your, in your podcast, you know, we, we do it to be, to be funny and to entertain people and to, you know, kind of remove yourself from whatever's going on in life. You don't expect like connections to happen, but the, the amount of people who DM me after that show and wish me well was overwhelming. And I, I, I think all of you who did that, um, again, I'm forever grateful, but the people in specific, I really want to thank because I, I kept this very close knit. I told you guys from the get go, I didn't want to do um, a GoFundMe or anything. Because, again, I'm super blessed. I have a great job. It's union. I make good money. Insurance is top of the line. We went to Rush Hospital. I think I paid $200 for everything. Um, so it's – we're not destitute. We're going to be okay. But um, you – so Miss Amy Vaughn, fund director Justin Yen. Uh, Carla Odom, who continues to be one of the best people I know, um, and her and her children, Efren, friend of the show, Efren, fuck friend of the show, friend of us, Efren, um, Blaine, aka Lance, is his real name. For those of you who don't know that, and Klondike has been there for me. I don't know if he wants me to say his real name, but it's Klondike. And so many of you have just uh, have been there for me and, and done great things. And I cannot tell you how appreciative I am to, but most of all, you two assholes. It, it, it's not just a gimmick on this show. Timmy and Dave are my best friends. Same. And they they kept up to me. They kept up with me every day. Asked me how she was doing. Asked me how I was doing. And uh, 
help me see my way through this. And because there was there was rough waters, believe me. When I when she first got the diagnosis, I was in the worst mental space I've ever been in in my life. I had the worst thoughts you could have. I couldn't listen to music for two weeks because it reminded me of my wife and made me cry. Not a song, music in general. Um, I, I I had to think about, you know, not only what I would do if she died, I had to think about what I would play at her funeral. Like all of these things are going through my head. It was a miserable two weeks. And I'm only telling you this because I made the mistake of bearing when I when we knew she had cancer but didn't know the severity of it. I did, I made the mistake of bearing the brunt of that on my back and telling no one. I just held it in because I didn't want to concern other people and things like that. If advice, if you're going through something like that, a don't keep it a secret. It's 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 an unliftable burden. You can't do it by yourself. It's impossible. And I'm going to give you this too. If any of you listening to this or any of your, if you know someone or family members, whatever, list, have them listen to this show. And I will tell you, looking into the camera right at you, DM me if you're going through this. I will help you get through it. It's, it's I, can't, I can't properly explain it to you, what it does to you emotionally and mentally. But again, the biggest reason I was able to get over it is my wife has been a champ. And I also need to thank my mom because she came up here for two weeks and helped her, you know, with the kids and everything else while I kept working. So um, thank you, everyone. I love you guys. I could not be more excited to be back, but I am back. And more importantly, my wife is back. Yay. So. So excited you're home where you belong. Wait with us, you. with Jamie in better health. Yes. Kids as loud as ever. Mm-hmm. Life Harvard, is good. Hardwood floor. Might have been and, a mistake in retrospect. And Mike Knox. <laughs> Don't forget Mike Knox. And Mike Knox, main event. And Ariel's butthole. And Ariel's <laughs> butthole. Main event anywhere in the world. <laughs> <laughs>